Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. Sports medicine, sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six, so the war in Kuwait is the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, Dirty Dave? What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, Jimmy the Blueprint in the building, B. Austin in the building. Uh, This week, a sports icon has announced retirement, so we'll discuss another legacy, among other things that happened this week. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of this galaxy. I don't even know what the galaxy is named, but this galaxy. Uh, but you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, all at War Room Sports. Uh, we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But what up, fams? What's going on, man? Y'all think, uh, well, y'all man Trump about to plead the fifth, and he still <laughs> might end up being the president again, man. What's wrong with America? <laughs> I mean, it depends upon how you look at it. Is anything wrong or is, 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 what, it, is it what it is? You know what I'm saying? One, like, two, three, four, fifth. So, by the way, the funny thing about him, funny thing about him pleading the fifth is that long video when he was going on a rant when he was president about people pleading the fifth and what it actually means. Did you see that video? <laughs> I I didn't, but somebody else brought this up to me I, before. Now I gotta go check yeah, it out. Y'all should see. He was on a he went on a tirade about people pleading the fifth and how it means they're guilty because why else would you do it unless you got something to hide? And you know he was going yeah. in. Trump is the king of of being a hypocrite, yo. <laughs> like he he don't care, but he don't care either. Like he'll he'll do something that he's spoken out against and just act like it never happened. Like wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't me. Like that's what he does. Don't care, yeah. All right, so I don't know where B. Austin is. He he he's supposed to be here with us this evening. So you know we'll see, but you know. We're going to speed this up. We're going to move this on. Y'all know what it is with the man, big Donnells. Tonight, man, big brother tonight, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some stuff to get to get ready for, man. Speaking of that, man, I'm telling you, man, we got to do some we got to do some OBB shows on the on the on the uh TV, John, World of Sports TV. This season, I'm kind of digging it so far. You know, usually we get a big brother season and we're like, man, I don't like this season. It's trash. It's been all right so far. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the, so far, people no, listen, haven't been afraid I, the first to two do episodes, some <laughs> Yeah, the first two episodes, I hated it, and then they turned up. And then they turned up. It's, I mean, of course, there's some people, some annoying people. That's always going to happen. Um, I mean, better through the TV than us having to be there with them, because all of these seasons I, that I've seen, I know I would have laid hands on somebody, and I've 
wouldn't have gotten close to the to the prize money because you know my temper would have taken over at some point but yeah so through some annoying people man it's been a pretty entertaining season so we gotta we gotta jump on the tube and see what's up but anyway y'all know what it is before we get started we just gotta remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not at any time on demand you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, and this is how you do that. You can do it on our website at warroomsports.com, or just jump on one of the many major podcast listening platforms that you probably already listen to. We're, we're bound to be there. Just, just search War Room Sports, and all those shows on our network should be available for you. There's never an excuse to miss an episode, so make sure you don't, because if you're a hip-hop fan, there's no way but you shouldn't be listening to Tissue and the Tape. Shout out to Phil Matic, 365, and Davis Backwards, greatest hip-hop show in the land. Uh, You can listen to the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris. Shout out to those guys. They've been doing it as long as we've been doing it. Uh, Shout out to our newest program, Superstars of Sports. Um, That's on – they they talk a lot of Philly sports. They get into some national stuff sometimes. John Appetit for all you foodies out there. On the couch with the Wilsons, if you call yourself an expert at the art of watching TV and watching movies and uh, after further review with the mayor. So make sure you check out everything on the War Room Sports Podcast Network at warroomsports.com. Hot Topics brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to start making some money sports betting at my bookie. The guys over here at War Room Sports tell you this every week. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, then we really don't know what you're waiting for. Go lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. There's no excuses when you win. They pay you your money with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. To do that, though, you got to use our promo code. One word, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M. That'll activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, yo, Jimmy, about, you know, another icon announcing retirement uh, this week. And that icon is Serena Williams, uh, arguably the greatest tennis player of all time. Um Arguably, it's probably less of an argument that she's the greatest women's tennis player of all time. But there's some people out there, some some old heads who might still make the argument because a lot of people do it strictly on major title count. And she's still short by one um, as far as that goes. But she uh, took out, you know, she wrote an article for Vogue. And it was a pretty good read. I don't know if you got a chance to read it. But, you know, Serena was pouring out her heart, basically, and she's saying even at her age and the injuries and all of that kind of stuff that this is still difficult for her. You know, a lot of people get here and be like, yeah, it's time and, you know, nothing more than I want to do, this and that. She's saying this is very difficult for her. She is, she's not even using the word retirement, but her big thing is she's ready to move on and continue her family um, rather than the, the daily grind. But she said it's really, really difficult for her to to actually follow through with that. So even though she wrote this long article 
and she pretty much announced her retirement, there's still going to be a lead-up. So, you know, she's already played Wimbledon. She didn't get that, but, you know, there's a lead-up to uh, New York. She's going to play there and and see if she can get that one more major to at least tie the record. What's your thoughts on Serena and her legacy and her retirement article? I didn't read her article. I mean, I can promise you I'll never read her article. Um, but yeah, John, it takes a good 30 minutes to read, <laughs> even if you're a pretty proficient reader. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I see. My thing is, I, I, honestly, to be completely honest, I just don't care. But no, but the thing is, though, she's a, <laughs> yeah. she, I mean, she, she's Serena. Like, so she goes by one name at this point. Like, it's just Serena. Like, that that says everything. Um, she's at that point. She is one of the, the greatest athletes. Period. Right. With right. that being said, like I don't like the narrative that's being spun around. It's like I see a couple um think pieces about it's unfair that she has to choose between family and career and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, outside of um the family thing, I mean, she's not who the player that she once was. She's no longer in her prime, and that's okay because Serena right. now is still better than pretty much everybody. But at the end of the day, right. she's what forty one. I don't, and she played in a Canadian tournament after writing this, and I think she lost in the second round. So, you know, people saying how it's unfair, like, we don't. We also don't want to see I mean, Serena Williams the great as a punching bag, uh, you know, old and flabby. And yeah, I, I definitely I don't want to see that, yo. I don't want to see that. Like, I, I don't want to see her like Roy Jones in the middle of showing him all. Like, I don't want to see that, like. <laughs> In her draw, salute to competitive greatness. Um, I, I would I would be remiss if if I took anything away from uh, King Richard's daughters. Man, uh, it's been a it's been a great run. Um, I, we live in a society where it, it it's everyone takes pride and and welcomes the opportunity to play the victim and to grab attention for it, right? So the whole narrative of her leaving the sport to pursue family responsibilities is ridiculous for an athlete at 41 years old. She's 41 years old. She's 41 years old. Like, she's 41. She's been playing this sport professionally for 25 years, if I'm not mistaken. They went pro at 16. Something like that. Yeah. I think they went. Pro, I think they went pro at 16. She's 41 years old. God bless. If she could do the Tom Brady, great. But very few can be Tom Brady or Michael Jordan and be top but, 10. But B, that's that's kind of in what their she was. That's kind of what she was writing about. Like she really can't do the Tom Brady. And I don't think she was playing victim. I think, like Jimmy was saying, it's the people that's no, no, no. That was other people. That's other people. Yeah, they, they, they were taking what she said and and playing victim for her. But truthfully, she yeah. can't do a Tom Brady because if she wants to extend her family, it's different because Tom Brady can, you know, he can impregnate his wife and then step off the training camp. Like she, she's a woman. It's just the way the world works. She can't do that. She got to stick around and actually be pregnant and have the baby. So, you know, she she wasn't necessarily, and y'all know that, she wasn't playing victim on that. But the fact that people took that and ran with it is kind of ridiculous because what else is she going to do? I mean, unless Serena's going to go get a surrogate or something, you know, because she wants to keep playing. But if she Shout does, she's rich yeah. enough to do that, and she can do that if she wants. But that's not what she chooses yeah. to do. So I don't understand why people – 
are playing victim for her. She understands because we're, we're in victim. We're in victim. We're in victim culture. Like we're yeah. we, we're we're in victim and attention culture. Victimhood is used to garner more attention, to be utilized to stay in the spotlight and have a conversation and a dialogue because everyone and everything wants to celebrate their pain and their and and appear oppressed. Everybody, which yeah. which, which is which is effed up because when people truly are oppressed or when people truly are victims it's almost like now they get looked at as if they're crying wolf because it waters down and desensitizes us to truly being an insightful around problems. This is a person that doesn't really have any problems and didn't ask for your sympathies retiring or moving away from her sport at 41, but we got to create that narrative because that's a narrative that sells and moves the needle in today's society. Yeah, she's real, you know, she admits that tennis is her life. Like, she can't remember a time when tennis wasn't the focal point in her life. She says even, you know, her dad throws out an age, but she says she can remember being pushed around by Venus in a stroller um, at a tennis court. So she she says she's been reluctant to admit to herself or anyone that she has to move on from playing tennis. She was like every time she she can't talk to her mom, dad, her husband, her daughter, she can't talk to anybody about it. She said the only person she's opened up to about it has been her therapist because every time she tries to talk about it, she gets an uncomfortable lump in her throat and she starts to cry. So it's like, you know, this is somebody you can tell they have genuine love for the sport and you, and you don't get as good as she's been, you know, over her career without having genuine love. And so, you know, I, I feel for her in those regards because I, I can't relate to that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have mm. one thing that I've done my whole life that at some point I've been forced to move away from. Um, so, you know, it, it's hard to, to relate to something like I, that. But I, I, shout out I to can, Serena. I can, I, can relate, I can relate to it. I just dropped my daughter off at college and <laughs> wanted to come back. Uh, I, I thought you I were going to say. I didn't think I would feel that way. I thought you were going to say when you got married and you had to give up extra yams. But my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave that up? I was about to um, make a comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy part is that's the kind of stuff we can say because don't nobody wife listen to this program no more. So, <laughs> <laughs> really we can pretty that's much say yeah. yeah. my wife listened to like the first fact, twenty so episodes and said I for it. This is absolutely fact. So with that being said, yo ladies, my DM over. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. I wish her all yo, the happiness. Yo, wait, in her hold next on, hold chapter. on, hold on. Whoever's listening to this in the future, we was just jokes. <laughs> just jokes, y'all. Oh yeah, they ain't mean. All comedy. All comedy. But no, nah, real. Any snitches um, but any nah, man. Listening. Yo. You you gonna you gonna get there you gonna get there, Dev? Because when they roll out, you are gonna be like, yo, you are gonna be begging for them to leave, and then when they leave, you are gonna be like, no, I was just playing. 
Come back, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just playing. I'm definitely want him to go. Um, but no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna be that dad. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm be a, I'm gonna be at the dorm room crying, embarrassing him. Like I'm gonna be that yeah. guy. But that's just gonna be out no, of no, pride. I, not I, I, I did, no, I they held it down. I held it. They can go I to college right now. I didn't. I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do anything on campus because you know there was some of them people we inviting to the DMs there. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do anything yeah. embarrassing on campus. But uh, the next day, I'm the emo. Next day, <laughs> the next day, my son came and said, "Hey man, when you know when Jemai leaves, usually I know she's coming back." And then he was cool. He just walked off and went and got his breakfast, and I went in the bathroom and turned into a batch. And <laughs> two minutes. But anyway, that's not yeah. what we're talking about. That's neither here nor there, man. Salute to Serena and a uh, and a grand career and competitive greatness. You know, you fell off the wagon with me uh, a number of years ago, and we ain't really uh, cool <laughs> the way we once was. But and salute to you know, her having an uncomfortable lump the in her throat. You need to get that checked out. It might be something else. Um, yeah, uh, we know how they fell off. Um, but. Yo, salute to, salute to her, man. Salute to her. Salute to All right, her. Serena. We'll see. We'll see if she can stay away. She mess around and leave and not end up getting pregnant again and pull a Tom Brady on her family. Like, yeah, I'm going to just go out and to the store for some milk. And you're going to see her on TV at Wimbledon <laughs> when they thought she was going to the grocery store. All right, so um, our quote of the week, man. Our quote of the week is our front office and coaching staff have my support. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. And that comes from Brooklyn Nets owner Joe Sy. And that is basically in response to a meeting that the organization had with Kevin Durant earlier in the week where Kevin Durant reiterated his trade request, but he gave the Nets an ultimatum basically saying, I don't believe in the direction of the team. So you can either keep me or you can keep the general manager and the coach. So right now, Kevin, Kevin Durant is saying it's either him or Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Now, if you guys are Josiah, to me, everybody was like, oh, he just said FOH to Kevin Durant. But the way I read that, it, it didn't necessarily say that. Say that. He's just saying they have his support and will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, in three or four days, he might come to the conclusion that the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets is Kevin Durant. Steve Nash, who hasn't proven to be a good coach in the first place, eh, he might be able to roll. But what, what would y'all do in this situation if Kevin Durant gave you an ultimatum, ultimatum between him and the GM and the coach? Is there anything impressive about their GM and I'm coach really, that really would make torn. you choose them over Kevin Durant? I think that it's a no-brainer that he says that. He basically said, "I'm going to do his best for the organization that I'm a um, excuse me that I'm a manager. What do they call it now? Gov that I'm a governor of. I I'm mean, a governor of. What is? Yeah, yeah, uh, what is he next week we're going to find out that Nash and Mark got fired. <laughs> yeah, like he's supposed to say, I'm going to take the back of the guy who already told me he don't want to be here. He says, I'm going to do his right. best for the organization that I'm the governor of. Like, this is, I don't even like, people made this out to be bigger than what it really was. Um, you know, again, things change. 
like you said, Nash could be out of here. Mark could be out of here. Um, but he's made it, he just made a statement because it was like it was bubbling up in the media. He said, I'm going to do his best for the Nets. That's, that's what he's supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, and he's, he's supposed to say that, and that's not even not even thing. supposed to say that. That's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> like you have to do what's best for the Nets, and 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. I read do, that I'm differently than everybody else. Everybody else read that as him saying "foh Kevin Durant." I read that as he still got a decision to make, and he got some contemplating to do because what's best for the Nets could be, all right, let's keep arguably the best player in the league. Our coach wasn't like. Um, breaking any coaching barriers and 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 GM I mean Sean Marks ain't <laughs> he ain't the cream of the crop so <laughs> I still think there's a decision that needs to be made the only thing I think a lot of people reacted that way because it's a pride thing a lot of people are like oh you're just not going to tell me what to do if I'm the owner of the team so a lot of people yeah. think he's yeah. thinking that a lot way. of people a lot of people reach into their bag thinking about how their ego would have answered that if they were in his position. But, yo, I, I'd like to call attention to the fact that, and, and I know this doesn't matter as much in 2022 <clears> as in <throat> past generations, but Kevin Durant still got four years left on his on his contract. And I think that that's so did, so more, I think that that's, I think that's more, he's a bitch. But I think that's more important All in of them. this instance because of true that ain't important at all in 2022 what are you talking about because of age well no because of age right so some guys if i'm 23 24 if i'm if i'm in my 20s and i'm trying to force this power move i force it in the sense that i'll sit because i have prime years ahead of me at 34 if i'm sitting i'm actually costing myself time on the court and we know that while Ben Simmons, Batch Simmons doesn't really like to play basketball, Kevin Durant is a hooper. Like, he's getting paid to do what it is that he loves in life and right. probably do for free. Like, all he does is hoop, play Xbox, play PlayStation, smoke weed, and troll on the Internet. So, but B, taking one I mean, of his loves point, away. But mm-hmm. to your point, though, training camp, you know, hasn't started anything. There's no indication that Kevin Durant plans to sit. He's still yeah. once out, yeah. but he hasn't said I'm not going to play. He might show up. He might not pull a, a um, you know, a whole Ben Simmons. Um, so he you yeah. know, he might mess around and show up in good faith. Like, okay, I'm going to show up, but I don't want to be here. So he might yeah, just threaten him. Don't here, make here me do here, something. Here's the thing. I'm not. Here is why. Here is why. No, it doesn't matter how many years you have on your contract. These, every player today is basically playing on a year to year. They could do what they want to do. All the years do is talk about how much they get paid because they can do whatever they want to do. Because what they don't want to do is a player to publicly say, "I don't want to be here," and you not accommodate them. Because then what happens is all the players Nobody look at your organization different than they do everybody else. The players have basically bullied the, the teams into giving them what they want. Because they will flat out, they come out. I've heard them actually come out and say it, like, "Well, they, you know, if they're not willing to facilitate him. They ain't gonna do it when I'm ready. So I'm not messing with that team." So which now, is, which is crazy in itself. What Jimmy is saying is a hundred percent true, but it's crazy when you think about it. Like, 
they didn't uh, acquiesce him when he started bitching. So when I go, I ain't going to go there because when I start bitching, they ain't going to let me go. Like, that sounds so crazy. Exactly. You know, but it's 100% true. The organizations are held hostage by this at this point. <laughs> Yo, they've already gotten more than half of the um, income, and they made them not even call themselves owners. Like, the player, the players really – got the juice when it comes to this league. Now, again, <laughs> when they go to collective bargaining, we'll see, we'll see what changes happen. But they, they, not they got the juice right now, governors. and they do what they want to do. <laughs> yeah, they got the juice right now. Like two pop plus I'm rolling with two glucks. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So what would y'all hello, do? And hello, just, just thinking quickly in this situation, he gives you that ultimatum right now at – 34 years old, still arguably the best player in the league. Um, do you say do you say FOH and trade him? I'm gonna stick with my coach and my GM, and 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 my half halftime Kyrie. Or are you saying I don't know? I, y'all. I'll move him. It's Kevin I, Durant. I'm blowing up. Yeah, I'm blowing the whole thing up and getting picks. Like at that point, I just want to get picks and, and, and picks. you know build something for the future. Yeah, I want I want to build something for the future because, I mean, you don't want to be here. Like, so I'm gonna, you know, just just leave you here hostage, let you play, and just go through the motions. Like, let's let's yeah. start the like. I feel like you're wasting years at that point for both of you because you could be working towards the future or working towards whatever it is you want to eventually build. But what, what if you, you do it? Gonna, what if you do it, and Steve Nash continues to totally stink. And and Marks doesn't do anything to impress you, and then a year later you're firing them. And you're like, damn, I could have kept Kevin Durant. Yo. This is crazy. I Yo. mean, you never can tell the future. I'm going so. a whole nother. I'm going a whole nother direction. I'm firing everybody. First I'm all, firing Kevin Durant. First of all, my ego. <laughs> he, he's like, you ain't got to give me an ultimatum because all y'all roll. Yo, my 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 ego. <laughs> everybody Jimmy going. Cutthroat. Kevin Kevin Durant, you ain't going nowhere. Steve Nash, Mark, I'm firing you. Y'all out of here. And then we'll 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 see, but Kevin, you're gonna play more of that contract out, bro. Nah. For what? Just because I'm gonna be a governor a lot longer than he's gonna be a player. <laughs> governor. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, but no, I, I, that 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 part is understood. So basically you're you're on some like I just wanna ruin his career as opposed to doing what's best for the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you know I mean, like keeping him around keeping him around for meaningless games <laughs> is not doing what's best for your team. Get, Using his value to get something back to build for the future is probably what's best for your team. It, it probably is, but if I can keep arguably the best player in the world on my team, then I'm still going to be relatively competitive unless he has no balls and pride and just decides to suck. And we've only seen James Harden do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's any Kevin Durant. Casey Mack drone. <laughs> Casey Mack in the chat room. He was like, Kudos to Jay Crowder. I mean Serena Williams for a wonderful career. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> then he said, if KD gave me an ultimatum, I'd yawn. You will be a Brooklyn Net this fall. He said KD will honor his contract for the simple fact that uh, the next four years are all about his stats. He can't afford to miss any more time because of his all-time rankings. That's why. That's why. You know, I think KD is going to play whether he gets traded or not. But you know, he'll be the he'll be the one who plays, and if he still really doesn't want to be there, he'll still make life miserable for them while playing every day. And that's, you know, what I'm and saying? that's my point. And that's my point. And like, we've seen I, that. Like, am I, I going to like? Just, am I am I just going to like punish him because I don't I want him to honor his contract? And I, 
Like, I'm just going through the motions at that point. Like, I, he has a little value left. I want to squeeze that value, pause, and get some, some something in return, whether that's players. Or, you know, the Sixers put, like, a, a, a allegedly a package together with Maxi and some draft picks. Like, I'm taking that. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I was about to speaking of, Speaking of that, Jim, um, some quote-unquote high-ranking members of the 76ers um, said they have an interest in engaging Brooklyn about Kevin Durant. And, you know, for a while, I mean, the Sixers came up when he first made his, his, his demand. But since then, it's kind of been the Celtics, the Raptors, the Suns, and the Heat. And then it kind of went down to just the Celtics. So the Sixers are a team that Kevin Durant says he welcomes as a destination. Right now it's like the Sixers and the Celtics. Um, like Jimmy said, now this is crazy. As a, So as a Sixers fan, you're cool on trying to make a trade for Kevin Durant? That's what you said, B? I feel like having what we have on the roster and him coming – Brooklyn would try and stick us up for every pick that we would ever have for the next 20 years. And why wouldn't it be worth that? Sixers ain't won a championship since 1983. One thing we know about Kevin Durant, and the thing is narratives. I was reading somebody's post today, and they were like, it was a Sixers fan. They were like, I'm cool on that. Kevin Durant, you talking about Kevin Durant, the one who comes to teams and Fs them up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there like, well, man, he really effed no, up the. Um, he really effed up they the Golden State two, Warriors. They won two. They won two chips. Because of they them. won two chips. He was the MVP of both of those series. And then you have the Sixers contingency who are like, well, do what you got to do, but Maxie's off the table. And I'm sitting here like, people forget the dude is still arguably the best player in the NBA. Well, Let's not forget that. A year ago, if his damn toe wasn't as long as it was, he would have been playing for another NBA yeah. final in his first action in Brooklyn. And let's not forget that this season wasn't really marred by anything he did. It was the Kyrie Irving show no, that kind Kyrie of derailed Irving. Brooklyn. So it's like, why I, are people – like, why is the narrative I, now all of a I sudden need, that Kevin Durant is the team destroyer? I need, I need We don't 30, want him. We want 30, to keep Max. like, I drive Maxi to the Berkeley Center, and I love Tyrese Maxi. But I, I will drive yo, him to the Berkeley Center my damn self. It's a for couple. Kevin Durant. It's a couple things, man. For one, Maxi outside, so that's the first thing. Like I was, I was telling y'all, like in the yeah. city, <clears throat> I'm here. He is, he is beloved right now. I think he's more popular than even Embiid. Like the dude played this. I was telling Dev really, he played in the Rump tournament this year. Like that's that's a Philly thing. The whole thing. He ain't just he, go he for a game. He was at the corner. <laughs> He was at the corner oh. of Chew and Shelton a couple nights ago signing autographs for kids in the hood. I saw him in Wild Wild filming I a commercial. Like he's, I love him. He's fully embraced the city in a way that I haven't seen the Sixer do probably since Bubba Chuck. Like he, I, I so, love, so he's beloved. That's the one I thing. I love him, Jimmy, but I'm with Dev, man. I'm starting to get a little angry, and, and I'm allowing myself to get angry because I'm no. listening to the fans. No, but, People be overrating. No, all that being said, they be all that being said, I am a person that believes in when you have a window open for a championship, you go all out for it. I don't care if you stink for 10 years after that. I believe when you have a window and it's open, it's been you got to go for it. Some years, almost 40 years since you had one. Like, so you got to kind of do I'm, what you got to do. Too. 
You got a super team. I, up. I'm making a move too, but I, <laughs> do what you got to do. But I also understand. But but the narrative on Kevin Durant being the team destroyer is a lot of it has to do with people's belief that for you to trade for Kevin Durant, you have to gut your team. So yeah. people feel like okay, I, even if we I trade for him, that. we have to gut our team. So so that's kind of the the thing that they're putting on Kevin Durant. Um, that's why pretty much no deal has happened because. Everybody realizes, like, okay, we want the Boston Celtics want Kevin Durant, Phoenix wants Kevin Durant, the Sixers want Kevin Durant, but people are trying to be like, cautious of gutting their team. Yo, Dev, if we if we get Kevin Durant, the best the best bench player we could have is like Isaiah Briscoe or somebody. That's not true because the Sixers just made some moves in free agency that made the the bench a little bit better. So if you're like, truthfully, to get them to mm-hmm. talk, it's gonna take. Tobias Harris, which nobody has a problem with. Um, I care. But... It's going to take Matisse Thibel, which a year ago people would have had a problem with. People no longer have a problem with that. It's going to take um, – uh, I'm, I'm trying to name some before I get to Maxi because I think it was like f- probably four players. I'm forgetting who else we got. But at least it would take Tobias, uh, Matisse, Maxi some picks that at this point, like, do we really need the picks if you're going, like Jimmy said, going all out for a championship? Do you really need those picks? You can hinky up later when you're trying to tear it down and rebuild it again and and get some picks from some people when you're trading away veterans after your window closes. So I'm not worried about stuff like picks. Um, The bench is a little bit better. It's a little bit tougher at this point. So I'm like, if you got to do that, then you have you have to do that. I don't want to see Maxi go either. But to think that I would pass up on Kevin Durant because I didn't want to give up Tyrese Maxi, that's ludicrous to me, man. Like, come on. I know he's made himself, like Jim said, he outside. He's making himself a fan favorite. He's beloved in the city. But those are the ones, I mean, he's going to have the hardest fall. Something happened with him, they're going to turn on him as quickly as they love him. So, come on. I mean, this is true. Like, I love Tyrese Maxey. All, all, everything, and everything I love that he's embracing the city. But, uh, but ain't no loyalty in this game either way. Ain't no loyalty. So he he better chill no, I get that. I get that. all out but, Philly love but then, on the flip side, On the flip side, if you get rid of him and you bring in KD, like, I, I think you got to do it. You got to go for it. But if you do and KD starts to get old and look old and the boy turns out to be, a, you know, the next Bubba Chuck, that, that's going to be a – you know, problematic too. But my thing is, you got to. Yeah, take I mean, that's a chance you got to take. That's a chance you got to take. Yeah, you just got to take that chance. And I'm. I'm last time we saw chance, Kevin Durant, he was still nice. Um. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's, listen, that's and I don't want to lose him. So if they can throw something together without Maxi, hey, let's do that. But if it hinges on that, like, all right, we like what y'all are saying, but you know, y'all trying to offer us Shake Milton, y'all can keep Shake Milton. And we'll take Tyrese Maxey. You got to do what you got to do, man. man. Love you, Max. <laughs> but if it doesn't happen, then we just roll with what we got and, and, and see where the chips fall. Um, but, damn, you think about getting a chance, having a chance to have <laughs> dude while you already have James Harden and Joel Embiid, <laughs> and you got somebody who, who on both of their jocks, and um, what's the ball name? The the 
the guy who's just going to run around protecting them and being tough, P.J. Tucker, <laughs> he, he, he's a yeah. fan of both of them dudes, Harden and, and KD, even though he, you know, he's playing that defense on KD in the playoffs the year prior. They claim to be close friends, really close friends. So, yeah, man. That shot, when you got that shot. Um, let me check real quick before we move on, because I know um, Skyview probably got something to say about Maxi. He said Maxi is not going anywhere. Yeah, that's if they don't offer us KD, then he's not going anywhere. But I don't think the organization is stupid. Um, as much love as he's garnering, if they say you can have Kevin Durant, if you throw Maxi in this package, then Maxi is going. But there's no saying that Brooklyn even wants to strengthen Philly in their own division like that by giving them Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's, that's the only thinking. way. Why would they make that trade yeah, I mean, with, with us? Yeah, with that's the, the only way he's not going. Like, don't sit here and act like the organization ain't going to be like, all right, kid, <laughs> thank you to know you. Um, uh, Skyview said, I'm a little older than y'all. Dr. J and George McGinnis did not mesh at all. Um there was a few cats that Doc didn't necessarily mesh with. Like they should have had at least three championships during his time in Philly. And he kept coming up short until they got that right mixture of, you know, players that were talented in their own rights but could defer to a Doc and a Moses at the time. So yeah. All right, but we'll, we'll see how this shakes out, man. Because it's just a rumor at this point. The Sixers want to throw their hat into the ring. That's not really that big of a story until until some player movement or at least some some names and some offers start getting publicized, then it really doesn't mean anything right now. Um, I got some Knicks news for y'all, man. Um, The Knicks back or no? Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and Obi Toppin trying to get some chemistry, playing with each other in the the NYC Pro-Am, but they lost by 13 points. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the <next> back or <laughs> not? <laughs> Yo, they super teamed up in the pro am and lost by 13 points. And two dudes <laughs> on the other team, Jordan Aaron and Jordan Washington, um, names that might be familiar to you know people who love college ball. I think they spent had a sandwich in the pros. Probably played. I think I don't know where they play now, but they both gave uh, they both gave the Knicks trio a 40 piece. Um, during this pro-am game so i mean we know basketball is basketball we know these pro-am leagues aren't you know it's not easy it's nothing to be trifled with but if you're in the city and you play for the premier team in the city and three of your players get together and lose especially by double figures what what do y'all think about that this is embarrassing i mean i mean bron and bron and bron and uh DeMar only won by two, but they won when they played that Drew League game. That's like losing. Yeah, but so if no, that's like I mean, losing, then what's losing not, by 13? That's just, that's just being – They got Yes, Because here's the thing. The pro, the pro, the mo, the, when LeBron and them played with DeMar and them, the, everybody on the other squad was like, you know, pro pro, pro players. Like some of them, most of them ex-NBA players. Right. No, no, no. I got um, and some played overseas. Like, uh, but but this squad at the Knicks and them play. They had some of those players as well. But this is embarrassing. You have to, even even up. LeBron this, and this. Demar are probably top, are top ten players, right? 
but it gotta be a close you game. have your teammates with you. Right. But you have your teammates with you. <laughs> they got to be a close game. Yo, these dudes lost to the L.A. Fitness All-Stars. <laughs> yo, they yeah. went around, yo, they went around the tri-state area and said, give me him, 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 and him, and him from all the top L.A. fitnesses and went and beat the Knicks. I wouldn't even tell people their name. I wouldn't tell them the game. I would say, yo, we beat the Knicks. Who y'all play the Knicks? You, Riverside. <laughs> yo, Knicks are back, man. Jalen Brunson in the building. This boy got $100 million. They're out here losing pro-am games. <sighs> All right, man. Let's, let's move on over. Let's move My on over got to got hundred million and lost to some pickup <laughs> <laughs> Let's move over to the NFL, man. Um, shout out to Neil in the in the chat room because she actually brought this uh, little post to our attention. Somebody made a little meme with with supposedly the uh, the top twelve most annoying fan bases in the National Football League. Um, number one on that list, B. Austin, is your Philadelphia Eagles. Coming in at number two, the New England Patriots. Three, the Dallas Cowboys. Four, the Green Bay Packers. Five, Kansas City Chiefs. Six, New York Giants. Seven, Cleveland Browns. Eight, the Washington Commanders. Nine, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ten, the Las Vegas Raiders. Eleven, the Buffalo Bills. Twelve, the Baltimore Ravens. Fellas, do y'all agree with this list? No. Having been in uh, multiple NFL cities, listen, almost all fan bases are, are annoying because all human beings that don't know sports are annoying and ignorant and stupid. But if you think that Philadelphia has the most annoying fans, nah, you tripping. That's not even that's not even accounting for so so Dev and I are biased and we would probably say the commanders, but we're biased. That's not even accounting for the cockroaches that are Cowboys fans. Like, come on, man. That's not You know what I found about Cowboys fans though? For me, most of the annoying portion of the fan base that are Cowboys fans are people who aren't from Texas at all. They're more annoying. Like, you know, I've been up close with Cowboys fans in their stadium, and while, you know, you still don't like them, they are not as annoying as the people that that you've run across that really have nothing to do with that state. They make things even worse than, you know, the Cowboys fans – who, who live down there and who are already a little bit entitled, it's like the entitlement is even worse out of town, and that's weird. I'm not offended by the Eagles being up there. I wouldn't put Philly at one. I would definitely put Philly – I would put Philly in the top three. As a matter of fact, my whole top four would be rounded out by the NFC East. But that might be a reverse bias on my part because those are the fans that I've been up close and personal with yeah, the those, most that, being a fan that's from that, that city. And that's most of bias. what, when when you start to think that fans in your own division are annoying, that's because most of the time they're annoying you about your own team. 
So I think a lot of people, depending on what division their team is in, they would probably start naming people from their team. Like if we asked Jimmy this five years ago, he would have said the Raiders are the most annoying fan base in the league. And that's somewhat, but they played I, I, I in the, the, you know what I mean? This is, with, this, with this article, we got to see, like, where it came from, who made it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, even even living in Philadelphia, I could see why they would say the Eagles fans are because, yeah, yeah Eagles that's fans what I said. They top so three. Extreme on bo- <laughs> Bar none. You're on both sides, though. On both top sides. Like, like, the sky is falling. Eagles fans might be worse than the people that think they're going to win the championship every year. The sky is falling might even be worse. Like the mm-hmm. pessimistic Eagles fans that be ready to like kill themselves after every game, they're annoying right. as hell too. And then you have the Eagles fans who try to perpetuate the the old stereotypes of, uh, the Eagles fans are bullies and they'll fight you and this and that and they get drunk and this and that. Some people perpetuate that, but they're so fake about it. They're just doing it because that's what the the the, the legends and the stereotypes say. You know what I'm saying? So I can see how that can be annoying because you're going to go up here to that to this stadium and dudes who probably really wouldn't bust a, a, a grape in a fruit fight get around 70,000 of their closest friends and now all of a sudden they're tough. But that goes every – like I said, I've, I've seen the tough guy routine in every NFL stadium that I've ever been in, especially when Eagles fans are in town because we carry – this stigma with it, so when we come, everybody got to puff their chest out. So it's like everybody's annoying at this point. Um, New England being that high, Fred Purdue is probably the epitome of why people rank them that high. They don't went on a run. You know, people forget that, you know, what they were prior to the run. They go on this run, and people, they just talk, oh, my God, the, the arrogance is, is, is crazy. Um, I don't know why Cleveland is on this list. Have you ever run into some Cleveland fans that annoyed you, or is it just that they still they're annoying because they support this team, no matter how bad the team is year in and year out? Does that annoy people? I understand Tampa Bay. You know, yeah. once you get Tom Brady, I think, I think you turn Cleveland into a different fan base. Once you get Tom Brady, there's no more paper bags on your face. Or on your head, you start acting like you, you start acting like you've been there before because he'd been there. Before. Yo, Buffalo I Bills are number eleven able, on the I list, and I think they're. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, Bills fans annoy me just because they break tables every week before the games at the tailgate. Like Jim, I think we talked about this before. Like they probably have like Home Depots and other stores in the Buffalo area that just oh, make man. tables just because they know, like they probably they it's probably a big market for cheap wooden tables up there because they know once the football season starts, they're going to sell out because these dumbass Bills fans are going to take them to the tailgate and jump through them like wrestling uh, like wrestlers, Ra- uh, Raiders Raiders fans are annoying. Why? Because they're so white collar, but then they go into you know the game all costumed looking, up, looking like, like they looking like a post, <laughs> like they post apocalyptic post apocalyptic Mad Max uh, cast off extras. Like, come on, man, you're an attorney and you're a doctor, that- an ophthalmologist. Besides Cleveland, 
there's one other team on this list. Like, I'm not saying this would be my 12, but I can understand why folks would put most of the people on this list. I don't understand Cleveland, and I don't understand New Cleveland. Remember, they left Cleveland and turned into the Baltimore Ravens, and then they got a new Cleveland franchise. So the Baltimore Ravens are number 12 on this. And have lived, you know, having lived in this area for so long, I've never thought that about Ravens fans. I've never thought that about Ravens fans. So it's kind of weird to me that they're on the list. Um, They were probably put on the list by Steelers fans. And a lot of people that I've seen talk about this list are like, how are Steelers fans not on this list? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's the last question I'm going to leave you all with. How are Steelers fans not on this list? I don't know. I don't understand that. Steelers fans are are, are annoying. Um, don't understand Cleveland. To your point, I've never met an irritating Cleveland fan. Ravens fan. I think really people are just annoyed by Cleveland because they still sell out games after <laughs> forty years of. <laughs> I think people are just annoyed at them because they waste money. All right, um, one last thing, this, and this came in kind of late, man. The uh, NBA has decided to, uh, in honor of the legacy of Boston Celtics' great Bill Russell, who we all know passed away last week, uh, his number six jersey will be retired for all 30 teams um, starting in the 2022-23 season. Um, in addition, all the players next season will wear a commemorative patch on their right shoulder of their jerseys, and every court will display a shamrock-shaped logo with Russell's number six on the sideline near the scorer's table. Now, there, there is uh, exceptions to this. They're saying players who currently wear number six may continue to do so. And I think I'm going to go ahead and call that the LeBron James rule because the players who wear number six, LeBron James, uh, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Alex Caruso, Montrez Harrell, and Lou Williams, who wore it last season, um, if y'all do y'all think if LeBron James wasn't currently wearing six, do y'all think they wouldn't have just brodied everybody else who wore a six? And like y'all gotta follow through. Y'all think they wouldn't make Chris Stapps and Alex Caruso, maybe not Caruso, he a legend. Y'all don't think they would have made Chris Stapps and Montrez change their, their number? It def- they they definitely would have made Trez uh change his number, but yo, how they didn't retire to number thirteen? <clears throat> Bunny Hill has definitely been petitioning for that. <laughs> uh, he probably banned from NBA games for his anger around, surrounding that. <laughs> they probably don't let Sonny into the building no more. <laughs> How you going to disrespect Wilton? He can do that. This is why when we talk about Bill Russell, you know, we acknowledge that what he means even outside the court. He's like the probably the the single greatest ambassador for the NBA that they've had. So it's like, you know, that that's how they're going to make that distinguish. Because I thought about that too. Like, well, damn, he's pooped on Will. Pooped on Will. I, I start thinking about all the great players that come, like, you know, before and after Russell. Like, damn. But, you know, but Russell's impact is not just basketball. He fought hard for interracial marriage, man. <laughs> yeah! Hey! Yeah! Oh, hey! Yo! Russian Yo, I do think, King. like, I think like two out of three or three out of four of his wives were white, something like that. Of course. Yeah, more than one. Yeah, more than one. I know that. 
But then like, Jack Johnson the crazy part proud. was Russell and Cap had white women. That blows my mind for real, for real. Especially Cap. That yeah. blows my mind. Doc, who? <laughs> Doctor King, never mind. <laughs> Doc Doc knew not to marry him though. He married her. Oh yeah. All right. So we got our stat of the week before we take some calls. Our stat of the week, man, and this was sent. Uh, shout out to Phil Matic, three sixty five of the world famous Tissue and the Tape podcast. He is what? a gold blooded member of the San Francisco Forty ers fan club, and he sent us this stat of the week. If Jerry Rice's career started at age 30, he would have 1,008 receptions, which would still make him 13th all-time. He would have 14,292 yards receiving, which would still make him 10th all-time. And he would still have 104 touchdowns, which would still make him 8th all-time. And he would probably have two or three more pieces of chicken in his face mask which would still make him number one all time. So shout out to Jerry Rice. Yo, his career after 30 is, his career after 30 is still like putting him arguably 10 receivers of all time. Shout out to Jerry Rice. Because, because, because before the chicken, I really thought he was the greatest and honorable sportsman and sports aficionados. We have to recognize the greatness of the numbers, but you know the other thing that he did after 30? Turned into Sambo with chicken and watermelon. Okay, so, so let me ask y'all then, because B, I know how you feel about this other thing, so what's worse, Jerry and the chicken, or Bill, Cap, and Serena with their choice of partners? God, Put yo, you right you on the spot. Do that? Yo, Put wait, you right wait, on yo, the spot. Trump it, is, it is, it is, is our show. Trump, it is our Trump, show. Trump, I plead the fifth. <laughs> it is our right. show. B. Austin so, ain't going to plead the fist. He's going to speak up. He's going to nah. name names. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, quick, quick, so we can move on. This ain't even really a quick thing, but I, I'm going to just go ahead and abbreviate it and say, yo, the key to overturning all the things that Bill Russell claims he fought for is black love and black family. I'm going to just leave it at that. All right, we're just going to leave it right there. All right, so shout out to uh, Chicken Rice. <laughs> chicken and Rice. Um, <laughs> We're going to go to the phone line. We got the hold homie. On, hold on, hold on, yo, hold on. Hold yo, on. Yo, we love football, and we had the utmost respect for greatness, yo. Can either of y'all tell me why that boy put chicken on his helmet, man? I don't know. Your young boy following suit, though. Your young boy dunking chicken on the on a rim, yo. That, ain't, that rim. ain't putting chicken. That ain't putting chicken on my helmet, though, yo. Chicken you don't have head. a helmet to wear. I told you, it's, 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 it's that's his equipment. But 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 the thing is, he's young enough. We can we can remember the program that you used to run here on on the show. Be the War Room Sports. Uh, what was it? The Uncle and Dad. What was it? Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Dad and Big Brother program. For, yeah. Uh, so for we we still athletes. got time. We still got time to help Ant under the wing and tell him not to go in the ways of one the Jerry other, Rice. The other coonery. Let the him know if we ever Jerry, see you the other coonery dunking Jerry a chicken did, nugget into a rim. The other coonery that Jerry did, and, and, and Jimmy pointed this out to me, was did you see Bull when he had them cornrows? That was coonery. The ones that started in hey, the middle yo, of his head. He had them Stevie Wonder My man, hairline was dummy back. 
He had the Wonderland. Yo, my guy had the Stevie Wonder. <laughs> he had yo, like dummy back. He like said, yo, you went to the barber and said, yo, give me the Stevie Wonder. <laughs> my man had my man had the street songs in the key of life breed. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, he had the do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Oh, my guy had to talk to the key of life, Jerry. What's wrong with the key of life? Yo, yo, yeah. When was the last time that I heard you say, Mother, oh, Father, I love you? Oh, isn't she lovely? All right, man. Let's go to the phone line. We got Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? You gotta roll, Tobias, you gotta get roll this, down. You gotta tide. get this show back on. You got you gotta roll the tide and, and get this show back on track, hey, man. Yo, man. Off track. Oh, off track. man. Yeah, you out of pocket. Y'all right talk now. about that list of most annoying fan base as a Bucks fan. I would tell you, soon those soon they got Tom Brady. A lot of these Bucks fans are showing their asses. Oh, uh, DJ DJ Willie G. He's an example of why they're on the list now. Fred yeah. is, a, is an example of why the Patriots are on the list. <laughs> Yeah, I got an DJ, example for everybody DJ that's Willie on the list. G. I can name names. DJ Willie G is on the list, but it ain't even got nothing to do with football. I'm going to just leave that alone. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because as soon as Brady got there, hey, and, and we already know Brady's about to sacrifice somebody like that dude did at Indiana Jones in a Temple of Doom for the season start. Okay, uh, he be drinking that cow's blood, pig's blood, elk blood, whatever blood he drank to get those superpowers. No, shout out to DJ Willie G because it's always players that he hates that comes to his team (laughs) and gets his team a championship. (laughs) Yo, he hated hated LeBron guts. He came to the Lakers, got him a championship. He hated Brady's guts. He came to the to the team, got him a championship. But he, you know, he was able. His arrogance about the Bucks got a little deeper. With, with Brady on the roster, even though he hated him. But, but yeah, what's up? Uh, what's going on? What you got? Hey, a couple of things. Uh, like Bill Russell, I looked him up. My my boy was born in West Monroe, Louisiana, at an age where you put your life on the line if you mess with white women. So that man put his life on the line in Boston to mess with his white women. But uh, but at the same time, he is a great, was yeah. a great ambassador, and he should I'm... have retired his number. Bill had a lot of heart to mess with white women in Boston. You ain't lying. And, uh, that might be why they shit but, in the bed. Roofer. That's probably what they was mad about. Cause you know, Bill, Bill Russell had a bad one there. And I'll educate the masses on this one. The white guys don't get mad if if your brother with some money got with a white woman who looks like Honey Boo Boo. You know, the girls <laughs> who look like they only like black guys. You know, they don't like them. The one the Broncos get on during tax season. Well, you get with a bad one. That's when they get angry and salty. So, uh, you know, but yeah. we just had to leave it like that. But you know, he was a great, he was a great ambassador, and uh, and he saw those highlights and put them in color. It shows that how athletic he and Will were, and uh, and it's one of the things where it's like, man, imagine if they weren't running Chuck Taylors all the time and had the same access to training, even the money. So people yeah, forget, a- like athletically, those two dudes were different. You know, people act yeah. like they just made, they just invented jumping in the '90s. That's what people act like, but <laughs> nah, them, yeah. them dudes different. 
spit down. Cause some guy, I've read a comment on YouTube, you know, LeBron spends this much on his body. I say, dude, even in the late 90s, dudes weren't even making the money that LeBron spent working on his body. <laughs> you know, because people forget, like, Jordan was making like $3 million a year to the last yeah. couple of years on the Bulls. And I still stand by the fact Jerry Ryan's don't let him go because he didn't want to pay Michael Jordan of all people, <laughs> you know. And Magic was Shit. making a million dollars, you know. So the money even wasn't that long ago. But it's crazy how what you can do once you make <laughs> when more money. When Magic got that contract, they thought that joint was tough. As it went yeah, on, that's what I'm saying. Magic only making a million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just shows how different times were and how fast things could change. But – like, I saw that story with KD talking about he made it instead of Philly. My thing is, Philly might as well do it because Doc Rivers don't play young players anyway to let them develop. And uh, <laughs> who knows, maybe KD wants Doc fired. And that may help you guys out. You get a real coach. <laughs> but he, he might get Doc and Elton Brand up out of there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> It what kills me is like he talking about he wants Steve Nash fired. I bet Steve like it's the best news I heard all day. He wanted to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny Steve, though because wasn't it wasn't it KD like didn't he want Steve yeah. Nash? Yeah, and then yeah. Kyrie came out. They say Kyrie only wants to play he, fifty games a year with no back to back to one of Max Steele's still. <laughs> no, Kyrie, Kyrie, <laughs> yo. Kyrie, Kyrie got – he speaks his mind, though. He had the nerve to ask for that. So, shout out to him, man. Shout out to Kyrie. Yeah, it did. Yo, Kyrie is a legend, though. Y'all better start respecting him. Put respect on the man's name. Like, my guy has the audacity of an average white man. Like, he willing to ask you to do whatever. Like, Shit, he got the audacity of a rich white man. Like, he does some stuff. You know – He's, yo, I, I, I find I find that average mediocre dudes they even got more audacity. They 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 worse than the rich white dudes. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, you, 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 that's you even see them right now Kyrie sucking up the Trump. Day. Yeah, hey, cause they suck up the Trump right now. Doing when Trump got his place rated, Mike Pence got a hit on him by Trump. But hey, don't do the president that way. But anyway, and it's like now once you watch these, you know, we had the hot take stuff on at work sometimes. And, and they keep banging on Westbrook, and I tell them, buddy of mine, this is what happens when you're the third guy on LeBron team. You're the fall guy, even though everybody mama said this wasn't going to work, and they still sit on it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he, he and, uh, and now they blaming Westbrook for everything. So I'm like, okay, you trade Westbrook for Kyrie. <clears throat> you still ain't winning the title. <laughs> that kills me. Uh, you're not winning the title. Kyrie may not even show up to work. PTO days or not. And AD, he gets banged up a lot. LeBron's older. So it's easy to blame Westbrook, but the LeBron and AD signed off on that. And so my thing is, why is he getting the sole blame for all this? And maybe just the team just ain't good enough. They got the title. They just ain't good enough. What's the over about them? Signed off on it. They asked for it. That's what I'm saying. Russ always been the same guy. Russ reminds like this whole situation with Russ reminds me of chicks who sleep with future and complain they got a baby bomb. You know the dude had more babies than children of the corn all these years ago, and you still messing with him. Yeah, he can't blame Russ. He's who he is. 
Is that a, is that a shot at Sierra? Corny boy yeah, that too, yeah. Hey, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they, they seem to want the cornballs after having a baby by Swan Quavius. That's a whole different show. Uh, Russ different, but, uh, though. Russ different. Yeah. I know people say he, you know, he's always been the same. Nah, Russ is a little different. Russ, you know, Russ used to be able to shoot a mid-range pull-up jump shot. Russ wasn't this bad of a free-throw shooter. Some stuff has happened to where Russ is worse. So it makes it makes when you know when he turns into wild Russ, it makes it worse. Things get even uglier. Like he was always unorthodox and a little bit OC at times, but Russ was a killer. Like there was a time in his career he was even considered a closer. Now Russ oh, can't even shoot free throws. I don't know what's going on with the dude. Oh, uh, but but here's the crazy part: <clears throat> he was getting what he was hitting that status in Washington. Uh, they still traded for him because what happens is a lot of these teams, like Jimmy always say, they don't know what they're doing. It's, it's a difference between acquiring players and building a team. That's you got to build a team with guys who know their roles. When you got LeBron James on your team, you don't need another ball-dominant guard. Because LeBron, if Magic Johnson's on that team right now, LeBron thinks he's a point guard. You have to, make, <laughs> you have, to have guys like when they won that title. They had guys who knew their roles and they were cool with it, even though nine out of ten those guys were clutch sports. That's a whole different story. But uh, one thing I got to touch on, y'all heard what Trace McGrady said about Rudy Gobert, and T-Mac actually has a point. <laughs> what did he say? He was talking about, like, Rudy Gobert. He was a Gilbert Arenas podcast, and he was pretty much like, what in the blank you been doing working? He ain't been working on this game. He talking about how this guy never worked on this game. Cause he was like, oh, yeah. much, how how's he this bad <clears throat> offensively all these years? And then he said when we burned him up was when they put Chris Paul on him, and he couldn't do nothing against Chris Paul. I mean, and, and, nobody asked that question about Ben Wallace. How you get a pass? Yeah, Once but you what win three is, defensive yeah. players of the year, you don't need to play no offense. <laughs> I, I think what the thing is is like now the way the game is played now. They keep saying that you can go small and run these bigs off the floor. No, you cannot. It's like the problem is guys like Rudy Gobert and Clay Capella. There's always there's always been guys like that, like Tyson Chandler, I mean Bill Russell. Yeah, I mean, but there's always been guys like that. Like you, you got to stick to what it is you do because hating can be a hater. But but you know, the thing, but with Rudy Gobert, my issue is that now I'll pay some guy damn thing I won't pay anybody, but uh. You know, but <laughs> I can't give you $40 million if I, if I can't dump the ball until you can't do nothing Chris Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't give you $40 million for that. But, if but guess what? You don't, you don't have to. got like three defensive player of the year awards, though. But guess what yeah, I can do? I can trade them to a sucker who do it. <clears throat> I mean, that's oh, fine. Guess what? I mean, you know, again. Jim. Guess That's what? Fine. You talk, you talk, found that sucker who would take on that money and get along, get like a dust of draft picks. Uh, but I think like, like even like Jokic, not a great, not a good defender at all. They can't play him off the floor because you put someone small on him, punish him. Even like you guys in B, he can punish you if you try to go small. Yeah, he ain't gonna be a running catch a guy to play PJ Tucker on the three point line, but you gotta live with that. But it can give you something else. And I just think the way how they play today's game, your big has to actually score on these small guys, and that's what that's what frustrated Phoenix about like Aiton that he just went punish those small guys on Dallas. I'm like, you got Reggie Bullock on you. Oh my bad, 
he had one good year as Bullock now, uh, and he couldn't do nothing. And, and I, I just think that's the part of the game that changes. Like, hey, yeah, we, we got to uh, punish the small guys. And, and yeah. I, I, I say that's a give and take there. Yeah, but I think that's the reason why today's NBA they think they can put small guys on these guys because post game is non-existent. Like coaches don't even call plays to be in the post. So how are Rudy gonna punish anybody if the coach ain't even giving them the ball down low where he could be successful doing that? So if Rudy can't face you up and cross you over and euro step you, <laughs> Rudy ain't punishing nobody. <laughs> By the way. Anybody know where Tristan Thompson working at right now? The dude got more baby mamas than NBA contract offers right now lately. I don't he know. Worked, you know. He, he worked at the sperm bank. He worked at TMZ. <laughs> right. He worked at TMZ. You got a stack. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, and, uh, oh, and I touched this one last thing, guys, and I'm out of here. Uh, do you guys think, like, uh, you know, with the whole narrative game of football, it's like certain guys, they don't, like, we know ain't got it, but the hot take media keeps trying to make it happen. It's not even a guy may not have it. But all I hear all the time is hype on Trey Lance. And I'm like, ain't nobody seen the guy play. How do you media guys know he's going to be great? A team plays well, a 16 game <clears throat> season. We about to see now. <laughs> yeah. We about to see and, now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think it's also one thing it shows. Is that when you draft these quarterbacks, it's not about how high you go, it's where you go, the support system you get. Uh, and, that, and that's a big thing because Trevor Lawrence got drafted to the Jaguars. Uh, he might be more talented than anybody that came out of that class, but he went to a rough spot. And Justin Fields went to a rough spot. And, uh, you know, and when the last time Chicago had a good quarterback? Uh, you know, uh, so – it's all about where you go and everything like that. But, hey, you guys have a good one, man. And be off to the congratulations, little girl, man. All right. Peace. Brother, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. Hey, Jim, man, what happened this week while everybody was on the Grizz Nae? Hey, speaking of that, yeah. <laughs> jocking them back. Shout out to Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yo, yeah. Scrapping on it. I, 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 I definitely heard they back, though. But it's, what, what happened while you were on the Grizz Night 8 is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267 <laughs> and go, yeah. Anyway, man, it's time to talk about what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Night 8. So, an American teen got off in 2019 for the same crime as Brittany Griner. White Free American Brett. teen, I should say. You know, just add this, just to add to the story. But, um, you know, so the people are, are pointing to that. I mean, Let me get, I'm going to give you a couple of the details. The chick's name was Audrey Lorber. At the time, she was 19. Um, she was arrested and jailed in Russia for pretty much the same thing. She was uh, she had uh, marijuana products in her bag, but she had about 19 grams, whereas Brittany Griner had about, what, seven grams? Um, she did a month behind bars on that drug charge. 
Um, she was released from custody after the court found her guilty of attempting to import the marijuana purchased in the U.S. into Russia. She was fined 15,000 rubles and, and, like I said, pretty much did a month before they ended up releasing her. Brittany was fined a million rubles and, you know, she's sentenced to do nine years. So what do we have here? I've heard different reasonings, you know. I mean, first black people was like, well, you know, she's white. They they hate us all. They hate it, hate us all over the world. So no, no, it, 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 that that I'm not gonna say that doesn't factor into it at all, but I think the reality is that Brett, um, Brett, Brett Griner is a celebrity. Like, hey, like yo, has value has that the celebrity and the attention that it garners has value. And then Russia in a certain regard is a bit of a quote unquote right wing country. And so they want to give off the appearance of being strict and firm in the face of the permissive West. Right. So now you've got someone who's being prosecuted for the, for the for the for the herb for the flowers, plus she so, he, she whatever lives an alternative lifestyle. They don't agree with that at all hey, in Russia. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm saying it's not there. I think it's no. What I'm saying is it's not even that deep. It's a whole different world in 2022 than in 2019. First off, yeah. Trump was president in 2019, and that was his man's in them. Second oh yeah, yeah, Trump was Trump like, was cool with them. So, so second off, this is at, this is post Ukraine and everything else that's going on in terms of global politics. This is a whole different time, and you add the factor in that this is a um, a black LGBTQ plus woman. Like, it, it, so I mean, it, this this isn't even the same thing. Like, what are we doing here? Six eight with a bird chest, everything. Hey <laughs> yo, um, tape down patties. Yeah, so you know, I just wanted to to bring that because that's. That's been trending this week, you know, Audrey Lorber versus Brittany Griner, and what's the difference? Lorber actually had more grams on her, and you know, all of that stuff. Yo, free, free Brittany, yo, free Brittany. Um, she's still a political prisoner. She a political prisoner, and it is what it is, man. Free, free Brittany, yo. Brett got to get home to father her child. Yeah, I'm going to the next story because uh, I'm just moving on. Drawling with the hell. So Netflix, Netflix, yo, Netflix is releasing a documentary on Tim Donaghy now. I'm um, all here for it. You know, yeah, I'm, NBA don't want that. You know, NBA don't want that smoke, but it is what it is. You know what's the what's the biggest part of this, Jim? Tim Donaghy has something to do with it. So you know, dude, when he got in front of a camera, he at after a while he was nothing but honest. Um, maybe to the point where he was giving out too many details, and the NBA does not want this documented. They're probably gonna do everything in their power to get this this Netflix documentary um, not to be released. I don't think they're gonna be successful in it, but I'm I'm definitely here for it. I want to see. Um, the full extent of what this dude did and what this dude caused from 
you know, his 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 shaky refereeing because of the, the the bet in public. Now we've heard and read and all that before, but I think and I think Jimmy will agree with this. I think I can speak for the, at least the both of us. We'll learn way more from a documentary. Us, not necessarily y'all. I'm just trying to say all that stuff that they brought out before, the reading materials and all that. Nah, I think I, I think we learn better from documentaries than 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 all of that stuff. <laughs> the documentary is gonna have my full attention, so I'm gonna learn a whole lot that I didn't yeah. even know from all the stories. And so yeah, I'm definitely here for that, man. Shout out to Netflix. Y'all probably got another one on your hands. <laughs> Netflix documentary yeah, so kings. It is. Yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about the uh, Marshawn man. Marshawn Lynch was arrested for DUI. Mugshot was crazy. Yo, not only was his mugshot was crazy. He had no wheel. <laughs> yo, they, car, said, yo. they said when they pulled him over, he was asleep at the wheel. But as they were talking to him, they said he was falling in and out of sleep during the questioning and he was reeking of booze. But he was telling the cops that I wasn't drinking, I don't smoke, but I did steal this car. That probably was the only thing that wasn't true. <laughs> like, it's wow. like he was, Marshawn was in the bizarro world. I don't drink when you're drunk as hell. I don't smoke. You probably smoke, but I stole this car. <laughs> car probably belonged to him. Like, what the hell are you going to steal a car for? But that's Lynch for you, like, even in a drunken yeah. state. So, like Jimmy said, in, in addition to that, they said <laughs> the car was beat up. It was missing a tire and a rim while displaying dents and dings on other parts of it. They said uh, the, the roadway markings showed that the car had slammed into sidewalk areas repeatedly before it had come to a stop. What the hell was Marshawn out doing, out celebrating? Why was he ghost, this ghost, ride, ghost riding the whip? You know he's from Man. Oakland. He was just getting, no. he was just getting <laughs> hyped. He was getting hyphy. Yo, he smoked the whip. And then, refu- and then refused to get out of the car after he told them it was stolen. They had to rough him up a little bit. Yo, his smoke was laced with that Fetty Wap. He took him out. <laughs> <laughs> the one eye band. Yo, it took him a half hour to arrest the dude. Like, he must have yo, ran around and trucked a couple man. people. Yo, free, free Marshawn, man. He free Marshawn. Free. Ain't nothing wrong with driving free. drunk when you're rich and famous. Free Marshawn. Yo, he's doing that because he's black. Right. So last story, master accumulator, NFL running back Frank Gore, um, he dragged a naked woman across the hallway by her hair. My man is out here domestically violating women, so, um, you know, he's being looked at now. Allegedly, <laughs> Frank Gore. I got a question for you. Um, master, master accumulator. Did he drag yeah. her? For a long period of time, so she could accumulate a lot of injuries. Or was it, <laughs> or was it a short, quick, explosive draft? I, I doubt it. He's, <laughs> so they said <clears throat> he. This was this was in a hotel room on the 59th floor of the Tropicana Casino Havana Tower in Atlantic City. Uh, for some reason, during an altercation, I get to, he grabbed the woman by her hair, dragged her across the hotel room's hallway. Um, cops say that the incident happened in the early morning hours of July 31st, um, and they were there around 8:11 on the scene, uh, but did not make any arrests after they said the woman did not exhibit signs of 
injury. So I don't know if charges are going to be, you know, eventually pressed, but TMZ is going to get the story whether you get arrested or not. So, of course, they're the ones who who uh, got the story on this, got the details, I mean, and got the police report. I mean, I mean, <laughs> if he was really a real Hall of Fame running back, he would have been in Las Vegas and not Atlantic City. Um, <laughs> you know, but... No. All right. Anything else? Yo, don't free Frank. Yo, anyway, um, so that's uh, <laughs> that's what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Naive. Before we get out of here, Deb, tell everybody what happened in Dayton Sports History. Philmatic, man. Get him. Get him, Philmatic. All right, this Dayton Sports History is brought to you by Sports the Book. You guys are tired of reading all that bull trash that everybody puts out and watching all of these shows with, as Tobias calls them, the hot take media spewing a whole bunch of stuff that they probably don't believe. Yo, make sure you pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. Make sure you get that from warroomsports.com. You can get that at sportsthebook.com. You can go directly to Amazon.com. But wherever you get it, just make sure you get it. Written by the War Room Zone, Jimmy the Blueprint. Salute. August 11th, 1919 was the day that the Green Bay Packers Football Club was founded by George Calhoun and Curly Lambeau. The team was named after their sponsor, Indian Packing Company. I never knew that fact until, you know, this day. I knew who the founders were. You know, the field is named after Curly Lambeau, the stadium. But I didn't know they were named after a sponsor, which was the Indian Packing Company. So now we know why they are the Green Bay Packers, if you didn't know that before. So shout out to this historical moment, because Green Bay, you know, is one of the greatest franchises in NFL history. Um, Still hold the, the, the record for most championships, not most Super Bowls, but most championships all together, including their Super Bowls. So, you know, this crazy moment in, in, in sports history. Salute to it. All right, man. Let's let's roll. Let's do it. Yes. Yes, sir. Let's get out of here, man. Thank you to everybody for all the support. We appreciate you for those that got through. Yo, shout out to you. But we are getting out of here early. You know what I mean? Shout out to yo, shout out to me on the um chat too, man, 'cause uh <clears throat> she laced the brother with uh, all the all the great eats. So I want to shout out Neil live on the air, but um, uh-huh. shout out to Stevie man, and Jerry for the Steve Land um, braids. Yeah. That's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get me some. Anyway, um, listen, um, so shout out to everybody that got through. Those we can get through, we apologize. Check out everything we got going on, right? So all of our webcasts, podcasts. Um, everybody on the network, everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. So make sure you check out warroomsports.com. Pick up my book, Sports the Book. You can also go right to the hub of warroomsports.com to get that. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. No news. Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. Shout out to Dev, PG, 
Be Austin, Doc Bay on replay. WarRoomSports.com. Get that mobile app. It's knocked out. Call it 323 They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Magic looking alive. Push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beef mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.